this week on the Federalist Radio Hour. Like, there was this premise, and it was, I think, in, in some ways correct. But that was predicated on this idea that there were essential sort of sex differences. And, and now we're actually even... Subscribe to The Federalist on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. If you're like me, you're growing more and more concerned about the future. Inflation is at its highest level in 40 years. Interest rates are skyrocketing and market experts not only predict a recession, but they're using terms like, quote, economic hurricane and unprecedented. So if you want to protect your future, do what I did. Call the only precious metal dealers that I trust, American Hartford Gold. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your savings and retirement accounts by diversifying your portfolio with physical gold and silver. So get started with just one short phone call and they'll have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or inside your IRA or 401k. They're the highest rated firm in the country with an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and thousands of satisfied clients. Call right now and you'll receive up to $1,500 of free silver on your first qualifying order. Don't wait. Call 866-887-1188. That's 866-887-1188. Or text DANA to 9 Nine nine eight eight nine nine. Protect your future with American Hartford Gold. 866-887-1188 or text Dana to 998899. We're not going to sit by and let Republicans throughout the country enact extreme policies to threaten access to basic health care. And that's why we're all here today. That's why we formed this, this, this commission. I signed two executive orders, and my administration has taken a number of actions that this task force is charged to carry out to protect access to reproductive health care, including emergency medical care. Reproductive health care. They desperately want everything, everything with midterms. They, they need it so bad to all be related to abortion. And even then, it's not anything that they that they actually really poll well on so welcome ladies and gents to the program some of you may be our first time listeners i'm your lovable curmudgeon your hostess dana lash and i'm here to take you through everything all the top stuff for this week and who so much more and we're gonna and we're gonna get into all of we're gonna get into a whole bunch of stuff so a couple of things, first and foremost, and let me, I'm going to set the record straight. And I'll go over this again later on because we have a more people that join in our second hour. So the whole issue of abortion, and I wrote about this in my prep. I, wrote, I, I touched on this in my prep email. And additionally, I also had a piece on this that came out last night. The left desperately needs to mitigate their losses in in the house and senate and that's kind of, that's what they're looking for right now they're looking to try to figure out how is the best way they can do this so they want to make everything about abortion i think that the gop needs to get over it and refocus on the economy and everything else but there are some members of the gop that for whatever reason absolutely will not do this these are, I call them the GOP, little lowercase e, the GOP E. They, I, I, I have no idea why. I don't know why Lindsey Graham did his bill right now. I don't know why some, I don't know why some of them are making the moves that they are. And all of this comes down to, ladies and gentlemen, a couple of Senate seats, actually. I think the hot, the most, the, the most hotly contested races, which are, 
I think Pennsylvania and Georgia. And we're going to get into all of the uh, the latest with you know, the the polls for different Senate races. I'll we'll take a look at the House. I'm going to give you a make sure that you have your midterm election update. We've been doing that every single day. But this is about control of Congress. And control of Congress means if you're controlling the House, you're you are determining what is going to come out on the floor. You are determining the agenda of Congress. You are determining who, when you are going to vote on what. You are controlling legislation and, and really ultimately shepherding policy into law. Same with Senate. And even if Republicans win every single race, every race that we want to, we're still going to have a net of two. That's barely anything. And then you got to consider the fake Republicans like Romney and others. Mitt Romney's people, as I found out last night, still hold, you know, can they still nurse a grudge for me not liking him back in 2012? Shocker, shocker. So Republicans are indicating that they want to play hardball over these seats and it is freaking out the left. Now, I'll say this about Georgia, and I'm going to dive into this later on in the program, and I'm going to address the view and everything else. Don't, oh, don't worry, fair friends, do not worry. This attack on uh, Herschel Walker, if, you, if you're unaware, the Daily Beast came out with a hit piece on him yesterday. This isn't about them trying to dissuade independents from voting for him. They're trying to go after good Christians, and they're trying to poison the minds of good Christians. And, basic, and, and I, I made mention of this because too many of them have been giving away the book giving away their playbook. The left's entire goal, they want, they think what they're using against you is, well, if you think abortion is murder, then you wouldn't support Herschel Walker. That's even if the story's true, number one, which nobody even knows if it is. That's the thing. He's denying it. And he's, and he, he's denied that he did it. And he also said he had some indiscretions in his, in his life previously. And he has, he has said that he is repentant over that. Okay. But, the left wants you to think, well, well, you know, then if uh, you are against abortion, you're not going to support uh, you're not going to support Herschel Walker. The moral thing for you to do would be to not vote for either. Then if you if you're not going to vote for Warnock, you should probably st- you should probably stay home. You should probably stay home. Then. That's the left's entire goal. See, whether or not Herschel Walker did what he what the Daily Beast said that he did is irrelevant. Whether or not Herschel Walker did it is irrelevant. The left doesn't care about lives lost from a radical taxpayer-funded abortion on demand Senate. Coming up, I'm going to explain to you the bill that Raphael Warnock co-sponsored that absolutely does exactly what I just said. They don't care about any of that. We do. We don't want abortion on demand funded by taxpayers. We don't want a repeal of the Hyde Amendment, which, of course, you know, you have to ignore fungibility, which apparently a bunch of these broads online don't know. I guess they're not Sinatra fans. But we do. And that's why Republicans shouldn't give up this seat. We'll talk about that more. Elon Musk is, uh, well, it looks like it's happening. The Twittering, the great Twitter deal. Elon Musk is agreeing to complete a Twitter deal at the original $44 billion price. And I know a lot of people are very happy about this. Well, for good reason, because Twitter's been a hellscape. I kind of hope he uh, just shuts it all down. I mean, honestly, I would that actually would kind of be my favorite thing if he just shut it all down, just shut it all down. 
But the $44 billion deal looks like it's going to happen, looks like it's going to go through. So the I, and right now I know that they're uh, hammering out, I guess, some of the details, whatever that means. I've been looking at all of the reporting of this. Have you noticed that things kind of broke away yesterday? Did you notice that, Kane? Yeah. It's not just me, right? No. I, I noticed that some things broke away yesterday. I was able to actually see people I haven't been able to actually see their discussions in a long time. And I kind of think that it's it's not because he's in there pressing buttons. I think it's just because they don't want to get caught with stuff, and they are they they're coming in there like, oh my gosh, we've got to we've got to remove get our fingerprints off all of this. We got to we got to take our fingerprints off everything. So right now he's uh, they're actually getting ready. It's the the, the Falcon Nine launch, and uh, with SpaceX, and he's been able to. Uh, what am I thinking of? He's juggling a lot of stuff right now. He's able to handle multiple things after he was fighting with everyone about Ukraine just the other day. So I'm very excited uh, that this was I'm very excited that that this this deal is going through. And I hope that he does kind of burn it down. Honestly, I think Twitter at some point has actually outlived its purpose. All Twitter is anymore is a place where people go to assume the absolute worst of each other for clicks. That is what Twitter is. Ultimately, it's not even good for memes anymore. A bunch of normies propagate the place and bots. That's pretty much it. And, and hookers, I think, because I, they see them on there, too. Good heavens. And I'm not talking about the ones who sell out their ideology for talk shows. I'm not talking about that. Oh, you can get mad at me because if you think that's bad. Oh, wait until the second hour. Oh, my gosh. Just like make yourselves comfortable. We're, we're providing content for Media Matters and everybody today. But seriously, uh, tw- and, I, and he played hardball and he won. So I'm very excited to see where this deal goes. Can we also move for one moment? I don't want to spend an inordinate amount of time on this. Why was everybody freaking out about Ron DeSantis's white galoshes? These people don't even know what to call them. Look at his flood boots. They're called galoshes. And then I had a British friend go, no, they're called wellies. So galoshes, wellies, I think it's a, doesn't matter. Did you see the they were they were saying oh Ron DeSantis has wrong uh, he they were saying that he was trying to that he took a photo op, which was stupid. He was l- literally surveying areas, and every the media spent an inordinate amount of time. Miami Herald said white go go boots. Uh, MSN MSN was saying that they look like Nancy Sinatra's uh, boots were made for walking, which she wore in that video, I guess. Florida politics. Let's discover. Let's discuss Florida Governor Ron DeSantis's weird white boots. This is all they talked about. I mean, it's kind of Orlando Weekly. DeSantis gets clowned for white boots. The left is fuming over white boots. I like. I like the way uh, Red State put it because it's true. They're mad because their whole narrative about this being Ron DeSantis's Katrina fell apart, and they're livid over it. So they're trying to get some knocks in some way. So they're fuming. He was announcing yesterday how only 5% of the state was without power now, and that's going to get restored. People are, are Democrat and Republican alike, are giving him accolades for the way that he's handled all of this. They said that one, uh, one Democrat activist was saying that, oh, he held up people so he could shake hands. He actually has been dropping by various areas to survey because it's a governor's job to do in meeting with elected and local officials. I'm sorry that you didn't like his boots. I mean, he's kind of looking at the damage done to people's 
lives and their livelihoods and their homes, which are gone, business area businesses, which are gone, complete devastation. I'm really sure the first thing that he thought of, and I realize this is what the left does, but I'm pretty sure that Ron DeSantis didn't wake up and fret over what kind of galoshes he was going to wear. And for the love of all things holy, they're not called flood boots, you morons. They're galoshes. All the British people are screaming. They're wellies. Are they wellies if they're like not? Doesn't have, doesn't have to be a sidebar. Doesn't have to be. A, isn't it Wellington? Isn't that what they call them? That's why they call them wellies. I guess. I mean, I had like a thousand British people go. No, they're wellies. Wellies. Well, they're gal- the galoshes. Same thing. I get what you're saying. It's the same thing. I've actually never seen a pair of white galoshes, and I don't care. I care more that he was actually there and doing the job that he needed to be doing. I care more that the majority, that almost all of Florida now has, has power again. I care more that he had supplies ready when, before this storm hit, the moment that it looked as though the trajectory was going to bring it right up into the heart of Florida, and they were standing by ready to go. I care about that more than I care about his white galoshes. But this is where their priorities are. So coming up, a number of things to hit. I'm going to respond to the harpies at The View, who spent pretty much almost their entire show going after me today. You know, what are you going to do? Dana Lash here for ARC Seeds. There's a growing sense of instability and uncertainty. Gas, housing, everyday items are way up. Uh, Food prices have the nation reeling. The ability to grow your own healthy food is on almost everybody's mind. So this is why I want to tell you about ARC Seed Kits. You can visit ARC, A-R-K, ARCSeedKits.com and enter code Dana to receive 10% off. Now, ARC Seed Kits, it's a non-GMO seed company. It's family owned and they provide heirloom seeds for across the nation for over 13 years. They want to make sure every home in America has the ability to grow and harvest its own food. Now, these are the highest quality heirloom seeds. They arrive in a sustainable container offering long-term and short-term storage. And they also bring seed-saving knowledge and food preparedness to you and your community. You can get seeds for vegetables and herbs. They have 50,000 organically grown seeds in each kit. Talking corn, watermelon, cucumbers, lettuce, beans, tomatoes, all kinds of stuff. Designed to grow new nutrient and calorie dense vegetables and fruits to sustain any home at any time so and they can be harvested and regrown year after year you guys know how heirloom seeds work right Chaz chop in portland didn't so visit arc seed kits and enter dana to get your 10 percent discount code and be on your way to food and economic security helping you and your family and your community it's a limited time offer visit arcseedkits.com a-r-k and order your seed kits and save 10 percent today Hey, Mel, Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty. Daddy! Hey, Mikey, if you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget just as soon as. Right. Mikey, popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2, just use Instacart. Brian. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. 
And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick 5, brought to you by Caltech. So this is good news. The casting director for James Bond, remember we had this big conversation last week, said that it's not going to be Gen Z. You're not going to have a Gen Zer play James Bond. Yes. I don't really care about who's going to be playing James Bond unless it's not Idris Elba. And then I'm going to be mad. So let's just get to it already. Let's just... But they said... I guess there was some discussion as to whether or not they should have someone in their 20s play James Bond, which seems like a really weird... I just, I just don't think that would work. That's not something that's going to work. Is having that kind, having that young some of a person play James Bond? Not going to happen. Uh, moving on, this is actually amazing. A 17-year-old girl. This comes from KNBC Channel Nine uh, in Kansas City. A 17-year-old girl helped put a tourniquet on an Excelsior Springs police officer after a shooting. Uh, this uh, girl, Ava Donigan, she said, "Somehow I blinked my eye, and the cop was shot right in front of my car." She's 17 years old. She put a tourniquet on him. He had been shot in the shoulder and wrist. The officer and Donegan, she was in Excelsior Springs to go thrift shopping. And they were stopped at a red light at an intersection. And then they just happened to find themselves in the middle of a crime scene. The driver shot one of the officers uh, in a different car. They were uh, trying to pull him over. He had a a warrant on him for previously assaulting a law enforcement officer. And the driver ended up shooting one of the officers in the shoulder and wrist. The second one returned fire. And uh, he ended up neutralizing the suspect. And Donegan said that uh, they sh- saw him get shot. And after that, they called police. And she said she got out and put a tourniquet on him and helped stop the bleeding. That's amazing. That's kudos to her for doing that. Uh, also, a couple of other things to get into. The This, um, I, I have avoided the chess controversy headlines because I just don't know how to even talk about this whole story. So there was a guy who apparently cheated in, well, now it's saying that this guy, Hans Neiman, likely cheated over 100 times in online chess matches. Uh, An American chess grandmaster previously admitted to cheating twice in the past. Now an investigation reveals he did it way more than that. Chess.com did a 72-page report. And he's 19 years old and he likely received illegal assistance in more than 100 online games. And there was another guy who apparently, and another woman who apparently used some very ingenious ways of cheating at chess. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, also, this uh, an Iowa parent donned a drag queen outfit to attend a school board meeting. Oh, great. Mm-hmm. It was at the Ankeny School Board meeting in Polk County, Iowa, and the founder of uh, one of the groups wore an outfit similar to wore drag queen wore to an after-school performance, and they said, "Does this outfit make you turn your head? Is it appropriate for everyone here to see?" Absurdity highlighted absurdity, and they made a point. Stay with us. More to come. Did you know the tart cherries are an important superfood? When it comes to promoting metabolic health, they are a powerhouse. But if you're not looking to chug two cups of tart cherry juice a day, you need to know about new tart cherry gummies. Tart cherry gummies from the makers of Super B Tart Chews are an easy way to reduce inflammation from exercise, and they support immune health. Just two tart cherry gummies are the antioxidant equivalent of 16 ounces of tart cherry juice or 100 cherries. They're vegan, non-GMO, they have zero sugar, and are simply delicious. Tart cherry gummies come with a one 
100% satisfaction guarantee. Try them risk-free for 90 days and see how you feel. If you don't love them, send them back, no questions asked. Right now, you can get up to 35% off Tart Cherry Gummies plus free shipping at buytartcherry.com slash Dana. This is their best offer available anywhere. That's buytartcherry.com slash Dana for up to 35% off Tart Cherry Gummies. Buytartcherry.com slash Dana. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Hey, this is Todd Herman, host of The Todd Herman Show. You might have heard me on Rush Limbaugh's show. I was a regular fill-in for about eight years. I now do a show out of the high mountains of free America because, you know, I got exiled from Seattle. Google Gemini correctly predicts the present day. Mind control matrix. The internet, television, even our phones wouldn't just be distractions, but tools used to manipulate the masses and suppress critical thinking. I said that correctly. Check out The Todd Herman Show every day on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to The Dana Show live on the Odyssey app, weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Thank you, Mr. President. I share your grave concerns about maintaining access to contraception and reproductive health services on our college campuses and ensuring there's accurate, reliable information for students and for educators. Students need access to health care to thrive in school and in life, and that includes reproductive health care. Hmm. Well, that's pretty. I don't know why that has to be involved in education at all. This is Education Secretary Miguel Cardona, who's saying that students have to they need abortion in order to be able to thrive in school. Yesterday. And welcome back to the program. Your lovable curmudgeon, your hostess, Dana Lash here with you. Yesterday, uh, Joe Biden had his what did they call it? The reproductive. I'm actually looking at the name reproductive task force thing right what is even i don't know what exactly what that is but um okay they he wants to keep the momentum up on abortion and that's really what all of this is about let's be honest about it he wants to keep the momentum up on abortion and having this task force and they had they had some very interesting sound bites from this yesterday is their part of their way to do it So you had Education Secretary Miguel Cardona. Students need abortion to thrive in school. You had the president. We came in with this. We're not going to let Republicans enact extreme policies, threaten access to basic health care. Abortion is not basic health care. It is an elective procedure. Stop. Full stop. I mean, there I I just it amazes me in an age of information when you can pick up your phone and, and immediately reference, get reference materials and educate yourself about something. So many people elect not to do it. Instead, what do they do? They scream at each other on social media. And that's supposed to somehow be a substitute for wit. It's amazing to me. So they had this theater with the Women's Reproductive Task Force, a task force about ovaries. I don't know. And made great theater about it today, addressing abortion rights. This is in response to Dobbs versus Jackson women's health undermining Roe. Now, keep in mind, 
And I, I want to bring your attention to this. If Republicans are going to talk about abortion, which I think they need to get past it. And I will say the only reason that I even decided to play hardball about Georgia is because I saw so many weak need Republicans buckling. And it infuriated me because this happens every single time. I mean, here you have a wrecked economy, inflation. Within a 12-month period, this administration passed two massive tax hikes. And people like Lindsey Graham and some others are just going along. You had a, a big victory with Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health in undoing the false argument on which Roe was predicated that it has to do with privacy when it was never had anything to do with privacy. That's so illogical and horribly argued. And if you disagree with me, you disagree with Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who warned everyone on the left about this for years, saying you need to you need to actually safeguard this, do something at the state level. She went basically, you know, right to the level, right to the extent that she could was saying do something about this because there will be a case that comes and challenges it and undoes it all at the federal level. No one listened. So it's back at the states. It's relegated back to the states, which is where ultimately it should be. And Republicans need to not be weak. They need to not be weak at all. And so with this, I wanted to get into, because I'm not going to make this all about Georgia and all of that, although I think it's a very important Senate race. I do want to point out Americans' thoughts on abortion. The vast majority of abortions, and I'll say this over and over again because it's true, and the figures that I'm citing are Planned Parenthood's own metrics. There is this thing called the Internet, and you can use the Internet to go and look up certain things that, for for instance, the percentage of women who choose to obtain abortions. And so Planned Parenthood's own figures show, and this goes back, I think they were surveying this, the Guttmacher Institute, I think they were surveying this as far back as 1985, that the majority of women obtain abortions as a form of birth control. Now, this is where the left likes to mince words. I mean, this is where a friend of mine said abortion, transgenderism, climate hysteria, everything has one thing in common, the belief that man can control nature. Women are gods. There is no faith or fate or higher power. I think that's all true because it's all in some way one issue. The left likes to say, no, women weren't ready. They weren't ready to have a baby or they weren't this or that. Okay, then what you're you're retconning conception. That's what you're doing. It is what however you want to try to justify it. The ugly truth is that it's being used as a form of birth control. And that's what is that the vast majority of women who obtain them, that is what it's for. And again, citing Planned Parenthood's own metrics, less than 1% are rape or incest. I'm not talking about those cases. I'm talking about all of the other ones. So this isn't an actual, if you're going to discuss it, you need to acknowledge actual statistic. And I'm even doing you a favor by citing the very institute you champion by using their own metrics. I actually wonder if it's not higher. But there you have it. And so Democrats going all the way back most recently to Ralph Northman. uh, uh, Blackface of Bortham, rather. When he gave the interview saying that he believes, yes, she should be able to all the way up until the moment of birth. Democrats went from, I, what I remember as a kid in the 80s, 
what was the phrase? Safe, legal, and rare to uh, all the time, wherever, funded by you. All the way up until the moment of birth. And if you think that I'm somehow exaggerating this, I will point your attention to the very bill that Raphael Warnock co-sponsored. A lot of people apparently are unaware of this, which is kind of shocking to me because as much as they want to talk about it, they apparently don't, they are, they don't know. Raphael Warnock co-sponsored and the, what I wrote in my uh, piece is I said, what I know is this, Raphael Warnock is an anti-Semite who co-sponsored legislation to remove the Hyde Amendment, therefore allowing federal funding of abortion and permit abortions up until the moment of birth. It was Senate Bill 1975. It was introduced in the Senate uh, on June 8th of 2021. And it had a very funny name. You know how they always name a piece of legislation and it's kind of the opposite of what it does? It was the Women's Protection Act or Women's Reproductive Protection Act or something like that. I have it linked very helpfully in my piece. So you can actually go and read the text of the bill yourself. And you can see Warnock's name as a co-sponsor at the bottom. And what the bill did, and the bill used some crazy language. For instance, this is one of the one of the paragraphs. Quote, removing medically unjustified restrictions on abortion services would constitute one important step on the path towards realizing, and they treated this as a proper noun, reproductive justice by ensuring that the full range of reproductive health care is accessible to all who need it. End quote. There isn't an issue. I don't know what they mean by reproductive health care. Birth controls you can get, birth control pills you can get for seven or nine bucks, depending on what your service you're using, what if you're a member, Costco, Target, whatever. Uh, there are also community health centers that outnumber Planned Parenthood clinics three to one in every single state in the country. And they offer a full suite of uh, services for women. They also even offer, in some instances, pediatric care. They also offer services for men. So this idea that there isn't any access to health care is abs- it's an absolute horrible lie at the expense of women and dignity. The end. And... This is the bill that Raphael Warnock Warnock co-sponsored. He also says, Raphael Warnock, he goes out there and says that he's a pastor and that uh, Jesus is okay with abortion. And he argues this with people. Oh, you should go see his quotes. Cain just about fell out of his chair. Dude, you should Google his quotes on it. It's wild. But it shows you even the devil can cite scripture. Give a hat tip to Shakespeare. See, this attack that Democrats are making... It is not to drive away independence. It's to go after Christians. They want to poison the mind of those hesitant Christian voters in Georgia who might be looking at this. And by the way, no, there aren't. Everyone keeps going receipts. I'm like, there actually aren't any. It's a daily mail. When do people run to the daily mail as this bastion of conservatism? Seriously? They're me tooing Herschel Walker here. I mean, that's what I'm assuming. Show me. I'm from the show me state originally. Show me proof. I don't have I don't have a dog in this fight. I look at I look at uh, candidates as nothing more than uh, my friend David Harsani said, uh, uh, basically uh, robots that uh, vote for you. They, they cast the vote you want them to. Kind of just automated vessels that cast the vote that you want them to. So I don't have a dog in this fight like you might think. But show me the evidence. But this is what they want to do. They want to poison the mind of the independent voter because this seat, this is how bad it is. This is how close it is. This seat means that much to them. We're not electing saints. We're electing people. And if perfection were required, not a single damn one of us would be eligible. I at least admit it. Some don't. 
And I have no problem in saying, you're damn right, this is about winning. I want to win control of the Senate so that Democrats can't pass taxpayer-funded abortion. Think of the countless lives that will be lost. Think of all the tax dollars in this era of taxation and inflation that are going to be spent. So yeah, winning absolutely stops that. Democrats want to act like they, they want to win this seat even more so. That's why they're coming out with these hit pieces. At least be honest about it. Of course, that's like asking the devil to be good. So this bill, it's up there. I have it linked on chapter and verse over at Substack. Senate Bill 1975. You can go and see it for yourself. So if, you're, if you have these, these hesitant good Christian voters in Georgia that are looking at this thinking, gosh, I don't want to be, I just don't know. They want to they make these people feel as though they're tainted for casting a vote for Walker. Well, then you're compromising your beliefs. Well, that just presupposes that the story is true, number one, which no one's been able to prove that it is. Number two, it also ignores any redemptive arc. I mean, I think that good Christians who might be hesitant to cast a vote also believe in redemption. But number three, and what I said yesterday, is, is very succinctly illust- illustrative of this. It is a way to define the lesser between not really great options. I said from the beginning, I never, Walker isn't the best candidate. But he's better than Warnock. You know what you're getting with Warnock. You know you're going to get a guy who's going to put into effect taxpayer-funded abortion on demand, CRT, high taxes. He's going to be a rubber stamp for everything socialists in the Democrat Party want. He's already said as much. You know exactly what you're getting. With the other guy, he said that he would be a reliable pro-life vote, a reliable vote against taxes, a reliable vote basically for the government to leave you alone. But his past, oh, you're right. I guess the Lord can't use people who have done bad things in their past for good purposes. Someone go and dig up Paul and tell him that, please. Or better yet, someone go dig up King David and tell him that the good Lord simply cannot use people who have done wicked things for good purposes. He might be omnipotent, but the left says he's not that omnipotent. You go ahead and you make that case. Now, I don't live in Georgia. I have a ton of friends who live in Georgia. And I love, I love your state. Been there plenty. They said big decision to make. But you know what you're going to get with each candidate. So it seems like to me, if it's about enacting your agenda, you'd probably move in the direction that best accomplishes that. We're going to address some of the stuff. Oh, I'll address the harpies on the view and all that stuff coming up. And uh, we're also going to get into green energy. And every time I hear uh, Mayor Poot Buttigieg, and by the way, don't you, do not send me no shade. I use the very highbrow pronunciation employed by the great Lawrence O'Donnell, Secretary Mayor Poot Buttigieg. He says we're in a green energy transition and it's complicated complicated for him to understand i don't know what does he do what does he do during the day we're going to get into all of that and a lot more here coming up 
Folks, stop overpaying and let Recoil Gunworks be your go-to for ammo. This is a great Indiana-based company, and it was actually created in a small basement in 2013. Small Midwest town in their basement, and uh, family-owned, they think like us, and they're really known for over at Recoil Gunworks. They're web-based firearms, ammo, and accessories retailer. They're really known for their police trade-in guns in great shape. They pick them, including the firearms, the lights, the sights, the scopes, tasers, and more. You can buy now, pay later, no interest. And at Recoil Gunworks, they have very, very competitive pricing. Super easy to use website as well. Just visit recoilgunworks.com slash Dana. You can search for whatever you need by caliber, weight, application. You can look for brands like Winchester, Federal. Uh, vast majority of the country, by the way, has no restrictions on receiving ammo and they will note you know they have it all up there very helpfully on their website ammo shipped to your door where legal and they explain that including illinois new jersey and connecticut you need to see the frequently asked questions on that and check the product restrictions page for further state law requirements and restrictions visit recoilgunworks.com slash dana today to get you a full list of products and use code dana to get free shipping on your next order whether you need it in the woods or on the range recoil gunworks gets it there fast and once you make your first order it won't be the last use code dana right now to get free shipping at recoilgunworks.com dana his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt Hi-ya! and even after band camp he might not be the greatest musician but with the three percent annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account your goal of supporting his dreams thanks for everything mom and dad will always be worth it Apply today at penfed.org slash savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. How much do you spend from your paycheck in about 100 days? The Watchdog on Wall Street podcast with Chris Markowski. Every day, Chris helps unpack the connection between politics and the economy and how it affects your wallet. The federal government is on pace to spend over $1 trillion per every 100 days. Are Speaker Johnson and congressional Republicans doing anything about it? Enough is enough. Whether it's happening in D.C. or down on Wall Street, it's affecting you financially. Be informed. Check out the Watchdog on Wall Street podcast with Chris Markowski on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Red meat, black coffee, truth telling. The Dana Show. I love this track. If you're not listening, you're watching the simulcast playing a little bit. Susie and the Banshees. And you can also find the full bumper track list. I have it up at Spotify. And uh, we got some really good dark wave stuff up there. Of course, I got my 70s rock. I have to have that. Uh, we got also some really good Japanese punk. All kinds of really good stuff. That's up. And the... Mu- Yes, metal up on uh, my Spotify playlist. And you can find that all of that stuff is in the links and either uh, you can find it at DanaLash.com or in the links of all my social media profiles as well. Coming up in our second hour, we uh, we're going to hit some of the stuff related to the developments regarding the FBI. All of these whistleblowers coming out and it seems as almost now every day there's more and more stuff being revealed. And I said a long time ago. I had my, you know, my ears perked up when I started hearing some of this. But when when Chuck Grassley said that he had whistleblowers approach him with information, that made me that really is when I took it seriously, because Chuck Grassley is not he does not engage in hyperbole. He's a very just forthright, no drama lawmaker. 
He gets his job done. He I love when he tweets about deer. I actually think his Twitter timeline is one of the most fascinating. He loves his state. And when he said that, I thought, oh, the only reason that Grassley's going to say anything is because Grassley's got receipts. And we really wanted to get him on the show and talk about this. So he's going to be joining us at the bottom of next hour, offering new insight into this whole scandal regarding the FBI. Uh, Also, The View went off on me all morning. And I'll address some of their hysteria coming up. Because it all relates to midterms. Meanwhile, the left continues their apoplectic over Elon Musk sealing the deal with Twitter. And it's because they aren't going to be in control. And that's what this all comes down to. Control, control, control. We're going to talk about that. We have the latest media hot takes as it relates to the hurricane recovery. We also have some economic numbers. And... uh, The latest on energy, Russia, and so much more. And of course, our favorites, Florida Man, and today in stupidity. We have a lot on the way. It's a packed show. Second hour starts in moments, and I promise you don't want to miss it. Stay with us. Did you know the tart cherries are an important superfood? When it comes to promoting metabolic health, they are a powerhouse. But if you're not looking to chug two cups of tart cherry juice a day, you need to know about new tart cherry gummies. Tart cherry gummies from the makers of Super B Tart Chews are an easy way to reduce inflammation from exercise, and they support immune health. Just two tart cherry gummies are the antioxidant equivalent of 16 ounces of tart cherry juice or 100 cherries. They're vegan, non-GMO, they have zero sugar, and are simply delicious. Tart cherry gummies come with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Try them risk-free for 90 days and see how you feel. If you don't love them, send them back, no questions asked. Right now, you can get up to 35% off tart cherry gummies plus free shipping at buytartcherry.com slash Dana. This is their best offer available anywhere. That's buytartcherry.com slash Dana for up to 35% off tart cherry gummies. Buytartcherry.com slash Dana. First of all, ma'am, there's a lot of women who find themselves in a position of having to have an abortion. How dare you call them skanks, first of all. And I believe the whole point is that Walker is saying, I believe that this is murder, I believe that, and has paid, supposedly, for women to have abortions. That's the point. If you're hmm. gonna, if we're gonna have these discussions, please stick to them. And yeah, not I am. Go off. Women don't just names. find themselves in I'm a position cheating. where they need an abortion. They have sex. Whoopi, I read your book. I know how many abortions you've had before they were legal and not illegal. And you can't tell me that a bunch of different times you just didn't find. I just accidentally found myself in this position. It's your body, your choice, right? Welcome back to the program. I'm Dana Lash, your lovable curmudgeon. I play hardball, and if you don't like it, then you can go find a sissy. Because I'm not. I'm so done. I'm done with this. I'm forthright about things. I played the, I deal with this my way, and my way is not everybody's way. But I'll be damned if I sit here and use kitten and sunshine language for women who, re, who, and celebrate the reckless behavior of women who treat abortion as birth control. And that's exactly what I'm talking about. So yes, when you engage in reckless promiscuity, that is skank behavior. You're behaving like a skank. Now, Apparently, it's bad to point out any bad behavior that anyone engages in. 
but that doesn't make it any less true. You, you think that if you think that the word is a negative, it is because it's being applied to a negative behavior and it goes for men just as well as women. But I'm going to add this caveat because I have seen so often for so many years after decades of telling men that they have no rights in this matter. After decades of saying that it is not their body, therefore, it is not their choice. It is very interesting to now see these same women demand for men's accountability. You got to pick a narrative here, ladies. And so to reiterate, yes, I acknowledge bad behavior. I don't use cute, cuddly language to describe the reckless behavior of promiscuous females who decide to retcon their conception and use abortion as birth control. And if that offends you more than the actual murder of the life that they created, you need to check your soul. And you need to do that before I ever check my tone. And by the way, she can call me whatever she would like. Just demonstrate the same courtesy that I do and call me to my face. Now, for the next one, Alyssa Farah. She came into the conservative world because her dad's a conservative publisher. Uh, And so it was very easy for her. She got her way into the Trump administration and then immediately sold out her principles when she went on The View. She's come out for gun control, for an assault weapons ban. And then she had, then she said this. This was uh, after Whoopi on uh, The View. Listen. Now, right. It just exposes the, the moral rot that's taking over my party. Like, I, listening to that, I can't, can't defend that for a second. There, I, in, as a pro-life woman, to hear someone else like Dana, who is pro-life, call women who get into situations where they need abortion skanks is just shameful. And Wait, can I we will stop for a defend- minute? Let's be honest. You're a Christian, right, Alyssa? Let's be honest. Women who get into positions. Let's not gloss over this real quick. Let's just come back to it. It is sexual recreation. You either believe that that women are empowered or you don't. There is an inherent sexism in her response. She'll catch up to it and realize it at some point. She's admitting or what she believes she's by her admission. She believes that women are too stupid. Well, we are not biologists. We were told that by the men who appropriate our sex. She doesn't believe that women are strong enough or smart enough or empowered enough to understand their role in baby making. They just find themselves in this position like you find yourself in a rainstorm. I'll be damned. Can you believe it? I was on my back the other day. Didn't even know how I got there. Can you believe it? Oh, my gosh. Just happened to find myself of through no fault of my own. They act as though they had no participation or knowledge of this at all. It's just something that I just fell into. Can you believe it? And they just gloss over that. Just gloss over it. No, no, no. That's actually the important part. You're mad over the words, which maybe they were harsh, but they were no less true. You're mad over the words, but you're not mad over the murder. You need to check your soul, Alyssa. I mean, I just find it fascinating, the gloss over of the action. 
because we are specifically discussing in the context of Georgia and in the context of Raphael Warnock, abortion for birth control as birth control. And that's exactly the majority. And again, get don't get mad at me. I'm just relaying to you Planned Parenthood's own metrics that they publish on this thing called their website. Really easy to find. I mean, I'm sure that those producers can find it and give it to these women to repeat as their own information. I'm sure they could. It's very easy. So by their own metrics, it is used as birth control with rape or incest accounting for less than 1%. I'm totally fine with having a conversation about, well, what do we do with the 1%? But what we're focusing on right now is the vast majority. So let's not conflate the two. And it's happened for far too long and far too many disingenuous and specious arguments have been made. So you don't really get to, I mean, I realize that piety may be part of the costume for the show, but when it comes down to it and the measure of your offense is due to word and not deed, then I got to kind of call shenanigans on your whole shtick. But there is an inherent, it's an inherent sexism that women are too stupid and too weak and too dumb to figure out how we get in these situations. It is just amazing. Guess we missed that. We're not biologists. Huh? We've been told that before. So, yes, when you engage in promiscuous behavior, there's a word for it. In fact, there's several words for it. It's just all there is to it. And I realize that this offends the sensibilities of people who don't like to recognize that fact. I, I, my, our friend Lorraine, actually, she did the, I can't believe, she looked at this book. She found, she was reading Whoopi Goldberg's book. And she was looking into just the very, and you know, to Whoopi's credit, she was very honest about it. But she used it as birth control. I mean, when, I mean, all the, when you have abortions that many times, you find yourselves in that situation that many times. This is about taking responsibility for an action. That is ultimately, and, and to go back to the point that I made previously about how after decades of saying that it was their body and their choice and that men have no right to it, now suddenly they want, to, they want men to be held accountable, um, the people who gave men the out were the feminists. And the men who became feminists and were like, yeah, I support this. They love not having that responsibility. You totally gave them an out. You did yourself your own disservice and you, you, you allowed them to not be gentlemen. You did that. And now you want accountability after decades and generations of doing that? But heaven forbid someone who acts like a skank is called a skank because they use abortion as birth control. They just happen to find themselves in these situations. I make zero apologies for being honest, no matter how forthright. And I'm not going to make easy someone in bad and reckless behavior that results in murder. I'm just wondering where all these women stood when just within the past few months, Democrats once again decided to block Republicans push for over the counter birth control. Didn't really hear anything from them on that. It's very interesting. But I'm telling you right now, there are people on the right who are showing you who they are. You need to remember this. 
They're showing you who they are right now and never forget it. So on this line, we have, oh, I still have a lot more to come. Speaking of wokery and control and, oh, man, everything else. The left freaking out over Musk nearing the Twitter deal. Be afraid was apparently like a a phrase that was trending because they were all telling each other, you need to be very upset and be very afraid. Shares of Twitter stock quickly soared after the announcement. The $44 billion acquisition at $54.20 per share, the original offer made in April. And there was one NBC reporter who went on this tirade about how this is going to affect the midterm elections. The NBC reporter was saying, oh, if Musk gets full control, if there's if there's no immediate replacement, it could absolutely affect midterms. I mean, we you how can you say this with a straight face, knowing that Twitter was suspending accounts for sharing an accurate report about Hunter Biden's laptop that had all kinds of sketchy stuff on it that and it absolutely did affect midterms. They've already done this. This isn't they're not worried about affecting midterms. They're worried about not controlling the platform. That's what this is. They don't want to control. They they don't want control of the platform. They don't even want a bipartisan control of the platform. That to them is too much. But they are losing their minds. And it's all because they're losing control. All because they're losing control. There is, uh, I have more to come. Particularly coming up on midterms too, we're going to look at uh, Harry Styles endorsed uh, Robert O'Rourke. I saw a photo of them at an event and I, what is, what is happening to men's fashion? I don't, I'm just, <sighs> wokery, NYU students got their professor fired because, and I'm not making this up, his class was too hard for them. Yeah. That's where we are now. So we have this. We also have Senator Chuck Grassley. He's going to be joining us at the bottom of the hour on the FBI scandal. All these whistleblowers came out exposing the weaponization of the agency for politically partisan purposes. And we're going to discuss all of that with him. Back in the good old days, Americans argued about which policies to pursue to improve the great country we love. And today, we find ourselves arguing about whether or not our country is great, or if we should love America or be ashamed of it. For too many years, too many of our schools have been neglecting to teach about America's great heritage of liberty, presenting them instead with a dishonest narrative of America as fundamentally unjust and racist. Hillsdale College, a small Christian classical liberal arts college in southern Michigan, is weighing in for America by offering you free online courses such as The Great American Story, A Land of Hope, and Constitution 101, The Meaning and History of the Constitution. With Hillsdale College, you'll study timeless truths in a supportive community dedicated to knowledge of the highest things, provides insight into the nature of God and man, forms character, and defends constitutional government. I encourage all of you to visit DanaForHillsdale.com and enroll today. To begin your free Hillsdale College course, visit DanaForHillsdale.com today. That's DanaForHillsdale.com. 
Where does the radical left's beliefs on sex and gender come from? Pastor Alan Jackson explains. We had a sexual revolution, and then we implement birth control, which was going to eliminate unwanted pregnancy. There would be no unwanted pregnancies. There would be no abortion. Immorality doesn't, that's not how that plays. The further we came from a biblical view of sexuality, yep. the higher the abortion rates come. Let's put it this way. They wanted orgasms without responsibility. Subscribe to Culture and Christianity, an Alan Jackson podcast on your favorite podcast app. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. I am really fascinated by this story that's from the New York Post. It says a woman appears to be holding an iPhone in this 1860 painting. It's a it's a 162-year-old painting where it looks like a woman is holding a smartphone. It could be that she... It, I think it kind of looks like she's holding a little book. It's Ferdinand Voldmuller's The Expected One is what it's called. And it seems to show a woman walking through this wooded area scrolling through her phone. But, I mean, obviously that doesn't make any sense. That's why I think it's like a little booklet. It just kind of looks like a... You can't, it doesn't actually look like a phone, but I guess, you know... If people want to see phones and paintings or in toast, I don't know. But it is, it just looks like she's holding a little book. You know, they made little prayer books small like that. They still do, you know. They make little pocket books. That's what they're called, pocket books. Yeah, I know. It, do you think so? Stop. It's time traveling. It's time traveling. This is genius. A man makes $21,000 from a gun buyback program because he turned over 100 3D printed lower receivers. And I just think it's amazing. I think it's amazing that he did that because they, you know, people actually, I mean, there are lawmakers who think that if they offer a $100 gift card that people are going to bring in their AR-15s and turn it in and it's not what's happening at all. Uh, But they said that this man in New York, he earned himself a little profit. He used a $200 3D printer to print these lowers and he drove over six hours to sell them back to the police. And, and at first, he said, oh, I have 100, uh, 110 uh, lowers to turn in. He negotiated the price. And because ATF thinks that basically an unmilled block of you know aluminium is a gun. And so they agreed to give him $21,000 in gift cards. He legit walked away with $21,000 in $500 gift card increments. So, and then a spokesperson for the New York Attorney General blasted him for taking advantage of their stupid event, which her office sponsored. I think that it is genius, and I am all for doing that. You you go get your money. You go do it. That's actually a great business. I will so do that. I will totally do that. I'll print. I'll get a printer. I mean, there you can do it. Get you some lowers. Take it in, whether it's plastic or chunks of it, and then take it in, and there you go. Make you some money. I highly encourage people to do that because it's your tax dollars that they're using, so why not get it back? Depeche Mode, still in mourning, but they are returning with a tour and a new album, Memento Mori. Uh, as you know, this was right during lockdown. They, um, uh, they, they, well, they've been going through it, but they had uh, their new albums coming out. Their tour launches in North American arenas beginning in March, so spring of 2023. And uh, that was after one of their co-founders had passed away of aortic dissection. So uh, that's you know this uh, seems to be a hat. Obviously, it's a hat tip to him. Coming up, Senator Chuck Grassley joins us on the. FBI whistleblowers, the politicization of that agency. Stick with us. 
Never run out of coffee by joining the club with Black Rifle Coffee Company. Black Rifle Coffee Company was built upon the mission to serve coffee and culture to people who love America. As a veteran-owned company, Black Rifle Coffee Company delivers on that promise by developing explosive roast profiles with the same mission focus learned as members of the military, and they're committed to supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders. When you join the coffee club, you select your perfect roast, how much coffee you want, and how often you want it delivered, and it's all shipped right to your door for free. Not only do you save a trip to the store, but you also receive special discounted pricing. You gain access to exclusive products and partner brand discounts. Not sure what roast is best for you? Take the Black Rifle Coffee Quiz and get matched to the perfect coffee roast and then join the club. Visit BlackRifleCoffee.com slash Dana to save 20% off your purchase in your first coffee club order. That's 20% off with promo code Dana at BlackRifleCoffee.com slash Dana. Fuel your life with America's coffee. Black Rifle Coffee. Your one-stop shop for the information you need to fight back. If you're going to have to learn stuff, you might as well enjoy it. The Dana Show. The FBI has bought in 100% to the hype of January 6th. They've said it's the biggest investigation they've ever done, bigger than 9-11. That's incredible. I got the leads that came out of those cases. It's the most uncomfortable thing to know about once you realize where it is. It's one of the reasons why I asked to get out of there, because I didn't want to be involved in that. Mm, my goodness. FBI whistleblowers coming forward. And it's not anything. The, I mean, it's such so scandalous and such a crazy controversy to think about, because as Americans, we want to believe the best, not only in each other, but also the agencies that, you know, through the power of our vote in elected officials, we trust these elective, uh, elected officials, at least we and we think we can to make determinations about who to best lead these different agencies, these different bureaus, and whether they can be run in a fair fashion, in a bipartisan fashion. And honestly, everything that we have seen in the past, I would say decade, I would say this even predates 2016, has really rocked the faith that a lot of people have in their institutions. Welcome back to the program. Dana Lash, your hostess here with you. One of the individuals who has been speaking to these whistleblowers, and you heard me say that my ears really perked up when Senator Chuck Grassley from the beautiful state of Iowa began speaking up about whistleblowers because he's not a man prone to hyperbole. He doesn't get into conspiracy theories. And I, you know, as a result of that, I generally think that his words have a lot of weight. And when he investigates something, there's there's a fire there that's uh, with that smoke. And he joins us now on the phone to discuss the latest developments in this ongoing examination and investigation of the FBI and all of these whistleblowers who have come forward to tell him of the essentially weaponization of the Bureau. Senator, I really appreciate you giving us some of your time today, and thank you for making Americans aware of this, although it is some of our worst fears kind of confirmed. Thank you, Dana, for having me, and I want to tell you, I enjoy seeing you on television when you hear uh, appear frequently. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. You, you've you been hearing from a number of whistleblowers that have come forward to warn you and others of the bias that is in the, the FBI, that's in the agency. And we've seen some of this spill out, whether it's parents being classified as domestic terrorists at school boards, school board meetings, or whether it's this 
uh, apparent uh, stonewalling on the investigation regarding the Biden's business practice. Tell tell me what you've learned just in in the past year as it relates to these whistleblowers. And do you is there an investigation? Where do we stand? Well, there's investigations going on by me on uh, Hunter Biden uh, since uh, August of 2019. Uh, and, and the best example that I could give you, uh, because there's been some action taken on it, is Timothy Tebow, uh, when he uh, was in charge of uh, giving the go-ahead for investigations or stopping investigations uh, in regard to uh, uh, Trump. Uh, He started an investigation based on just fuzzy newspaper reporting. And uh, when there was some suspect of criminal activity in the case of Hunter Biden, he stopped that. And uh, and uh, when Ray, uh, when I released that information, Ray immediately took him off of that. And I don't know if he retired or was fired. He's not there. But that's not enough to satisfy me that Ray has done enough because this political bias goes back to the steel dossier and uh, the hurricane thing and uh, and uh, all, all, all kinds of things like that. So uh, people ought to have extraordinary uh, confidence in the FBI, and they've lost their credibility. And I expect Ray to come up with a program how he's going to get that uh, uh, political bias out of that. And he hasn't done that yet. And I've been calling for that for a couple months, ever since I exposed Tebow. Yes. We're talking with Senator Chuck Grassley. And of course, he's talking about that now. Now, I guess, at former agent Timothy Tebow, uh, he was the one who uh, he's it was involved in this investigation, the Hunter Biden investigation, which apparently has been uh, it, a lot of people have been working to stonewall this. How would you because I realize rank and file, Senator, rank and file agents are coming out and they're really the, the ones that are uh, warning you about the direction of the agency. Um what can be done, though, about leadership within the agency? What kind of accountability exists, and, and how is that able to be affected in this situation? Well, I suppose if heads don't roll, nothing changes. So maybe that's uh, Tebow might be an example of that. Mm. But uh, the, the, these people that are confirmed by the Senate, like Garland and uh, as Attorney General and Ray as uh, FBI director, uh, you know, uh, once they're confirmed, only the president can fire him under our Constitution. So what we have to do through our con- uh, uh, con- great constitutional responsibility oversight is try to embarrass them, make trans- uh, make everything transparent as we can. Transparency ought to bring accountability, uh, but it moves very, very slowly, and sometimes you don't get the results you wanted, but you don't give up. And I want to say a word about whistleblowers. They're very patriotic people. Most of them, when they find something wrong, don't even know what a whistleblower is. They find out what whistleblowing is when they have to come to Congress. And if they if they take care of this uh, stuff in the bureaucracy, they'd never come to Congress. But uh, it's all so embarrassing. No, uh, nobody in the bureaucracy wants to change what's wrong because if it's made public, they get embarrassed. And and I hope with this uh, investigation of January 6th and this uh, FBI director ex- exposing and becoming a whistleblower, 
uh, wakes people up. Uh, but uh, whistleblowers have to come forward. That's why we have whistleblower protection laws. And I hope this guy is going to get the proper protection. If he needs any help from Chuck Grassley, tell him to uh, contact my office. And I'll bet he's already been in touch with my investigating staff. And, and it's a good thing that he has. Mm-hmm. Yes. And because there's I mean, there there's retaliation. I mean, they're they've they're reta- the leadership is a, a Washington examiner had a great piece detailing no. the retali- retaliation taken against this whistleblower. He was the one who was saying that, you know, there there's a very misleading impression about, you know, so-called rising domestic terrorism that everyone is they're trying to use the riot that happened on January 6th to say that this is some kind of widespread uh, a, a thing across the country, which I think a lot of people interpret as. As a move towards stifling the freedom to assemble. How widespread is this? And do you think that there are more that would come forward, but they're just scared of this retaliation? Well, I, 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 the best I can tell you in that is regard. It, it, they, they investigate. Uh, but what this whistleblower is really complaining about and legitimately is they aren't doing this investigation by the book. And uh, we ought to hold... We have to hold them accountable. Uh, whether or not uh, uh, there's a crime committed, that's what the investigation is. I have a responsibility, and this whistleblower assumed the responsibility. Just do it by the book. Right. And they aren't and the, doing uh, it by the book. Exactly. And that allegation, of course, for people listening, whether across the country or on the simulcast, that's Stephen Friend. He's the FBI special agent who said the FBI suspended him. When he argued, he uh, it was a letter dated September 21st that they implemented a, what he called a manipulative case file practice related to the riot about false and misleading crime statistics, etc. Uh, last question for you, Senator, talking with Senator Chuck Grassley from Iowa, and we appreciate your time today. Do average everyday Americans, is this something that, I mean, it, it's it's weird to even ask this because we saw that parents were classified as domestic terrorists by this exact case file system that uh, re- former special agent friend was mentioning. So parents were being apparently watched for simply speaking up at school board meetings. I mean, does the average everyday American, is this something that we now like actually have to consider in our daily lives when expressing dissent or peacefully assembling to protest do we have to now worry about the fbi uh, watching us and secretly tagging us as such uh yes you do based upon a memo that the uh, that the attorney general put out and i've asked him once in letter maybe a couple times in letter and at least once when he appeared before my committee uh, that he ought to withdraw that memo because the people that issued the memo admitted that they were doing it under uh, political pressure to do it to give the FBI an opportunity to get into these school board meetings because it was too embarrassing uh, to the uh, education unions uh, and maybe even to the school boards uh, to take a position. Can you believe this? To take a position that parents shouldn't be able to go to the school board and ask questions about the education of their kids. Uh, that's a violation of free speech, the right to petition your government for redress of grievances, and that sort of intimidation is bound to, to chill uh, parents from doing that. And we've just got to uh, encourage these parents to speak up. And I think if you're looking at some of these school board elections that you're having around the country, you're finding that parents are not going to be chilled. Uh, they're going to fight for their rights to speak, the right to help determine the education of their kids. 
and make sure that the school boards are doing what they should be doing uh, to provide the best education for the kids and not some of this silly stuff about uh, the, uh, the the gender of the kids. Reading, writing, and arithmetic ought to be primary in the minds because those are the tools of what it takes to be a good citizen and a good worker. Amen to that. Senator Chuck Grassley, we appreciate your ongoing uh, investigation and uh, making Americans aware of this. And I'd love to stay in touch and keep us surprised of any new developments. Thank you so much for what you do, Senator. God bless you, Dana. God bless you. you. Thank you. That's Senator Chuck Grassley from the beautiful state of Iowa. And he's right there. I have to say that was really chilling. Uh, Average Americans, and he's obviously referring to the DOJ memo, Merrick Garland. uh, They were warning about this with parents, et cetera, uh, and and that ongoing conversation that they were having with some of these, uh, that was the American Federation of Teachers, AFT, Randy Weingarten, et cetera. Uh, That was chilling to hear him say, yes, actually, they do. Average everyday people need to actually worry about this. It's 2022. I thought we were supposed to be having all the freedom right now. This is just some really weird times. We have Florida Man on the way, folks, and then a whole other hour afterwards where we have Wokery. Uh, We have the latest midterm updates, some two-way stuff, all kinds of things that you do not want to miss. If you want to know what the left's real plan is for your kids, just look at the reaction to the work Patriot Mobile did in multiple school districts in Texas. The left is losing their minds. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative mobile phone provider and a force for conservative values. This is because they take a portion of your bill and fund conservative causes and candidates who believe in the sanctity of life, freedom of speech, the Second Amendment, and they're winning. Patriot Mobile has affordable plans for you, your family, even your business. They offer the same nationwide coverage as the major carriers because they use multiple major networks. Plus, you're supporting conservative values with every call. Visit patriotmobile.com Dana or call 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation using offer code Dana. Special discounts are also available for veterans and first responders. Join our movement, make the switch today and a difference tomorrow. Patriot Mobile.com slash Dana. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Dana 972 Patriot. The Dana Show, sponsored by 30 years of game changing Caltech innovation, like the P50, a new breed of pistol. Innovation, performance, Caltech. It's his life mission to make bad decisions. <laughs> it's time for Florida Man. Imagine you just got a new drone and you know how some people, guys particularly, are very excited. Like drones are the new remote controlled race cars for adults. They really are. Like, you know how you would get your kid a remote controlled car and it's really for you? Come on, let's be real. So in Florida, a Florida man got himself a brand new drone. He's a real estate agent. And he obviously likes taking pictures of his properties very creatively. His name's Rob Rosetto, and he's on Instagram. And I've never seen anything like this in my life. And Kane, you I, I get, you found this. Yeah. This is crazy. So this, Mr. Rosetto, he had his, he, he's a, again, real estate agent, and he had his new drone, and he was flying his new drone, and the drone went down into, it looks like a big pond. And then, I mean, like a movie, an alligator legit came out of the water, chomped it down in one single bite. Now, I knew 
when I was watching this video, I understand that that gators can like leap or they can yeah. kind of like propel themselves out of the water. Yeah. But I did not think that it could do that, which makes me even more terrified of alligators in the water. And just in a single bite. And uh, in fact, uh, Wild Florida, they said that alligators can leap as high as six feet. And that's when they want to bring down apparently like bigger prey, including the drones owned by real estate agents. So he had lost his brand new drone. And I love it. He goes, quote, well, there goes my drone. Damn, damn alligator. I actually just ate it. So came out and in a single bite. So now he's going to have to get a new drone. It is this actually one of the funniest things. It's just, but I'm telling you, every body of water has a gator in it. I've never seen anything like it. So a Florida man was arrested after allegedly burying two stolen race cars with an excavator from the drive. <sighs> Street stock racer Jeff Stallmaker had locked up his two race cars in a trailer during Hurricane Ian. He wanted to keep them safe <clears throat> from the storm. And the hurricane ended up sparing his hometown, but he ended up suffering damages anyway because a thief backed up his truck to Stallnaker's goose, gooseneck trailer, hitched it up, drove it away, reports the drive, totally unaware of what was in it. And apparently the thief was disappointed with his race cars that he got, so he buried them in an abandoned sand pit. And Stallnaker was able to find them but nothing was salvageable. I, but he used an excavator. He went to his employer's job site, the guy who stole it, borrowed an excavator, or stole, you could say, yeah. dug a big hole and buried the cars. I mean, I'm looking at the pictures of them. The, and Stalnegger says that it looks like the total loss is about $200,000. I can't even tell what they are. I can't even tell. And he buried them sideways. I can't even tell what kind of cars they are because they were just, I mean, he just, they're destroyed. So I've never, I just, I can't. Well, and the guys received a lot of support from, by the way, racing community, including rivals that are offering parts and cars and yeah, that's all that expensive. stuff. I don't think people understand how expensive this stuff is. Just in the parts, the tools and whatever this guy lost, it's over 200 grand. Yeah. I mean, the frame, you can see it on this one, the frame is just bent. That's that's nuts. What? How? That that's that's a lot of time and effort to bury the cars. That's just, yeah. you know, it takes all kinds. I guess I don't I don't know what I don't know I don't know. And uh, let's see, a uh, Florida man finds hot springs closed by hurricane, so strips to his underwear and uh, ends up soaking in a stream. And. Tiami Trail, Florida. I'll have more on this tomorrow for Florida Man, but we have a whole other hour on the way. Stick with us. Caltech Innovation is back to back. You've heard me talk about Caltech's P50 pistol. Now here comes the new 9mm P15 carry pistol. Quality engineered, the 9mm P15 carry pistol is the lightest, thinnest of its kind in Caltech's first striker fire handgun. And as another first, the P15s feature a totally unique patent pending 15 round extended magazine. Now, other features include 
include ambidextrous grip, safety, reversible mag release, and the hybrid fiber optic night sights with fully adjustable rear. That all comes standard. It's from Keltec, inventors of subcompact polymer and now metal handguns. The P15's gator grip texture on the polymer version increases stability and makes for easy, accurate handling, while the all-metal version offers comfortable but positive traction and a really beautiful wood grip panel. The P15 is the dependable firepower you need to secure your world. See the new 9mm P15 first up close and personal at keltechweapons.com. That's K-E-L-T-E-C weapons.com. Well, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not like we can uh, we can assume that just tomorrow the sun's going to come up and uh, we don't need any any fossil fuels, right? We're in a transition, and transitions are complicated. And again, it's one of the reasons why you saw the president act so aggressively to bring gas prices down, make it easier for Americans to afford gas, because you know most Americans are, are, are driving a gas-powered car, uh, and so it's one of many reasons why we need to manage this transition in a smart way. But but we can't afford to, to drag our feet. You don't, but you don't need to manage the transition in any way. That's the whole point. Welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here with you. Always a pleasure. And I'm just, I'm, I get flummoxed over this because that's actually not the government's responsibility to manage any kind of transition. That is, I mean, it's, and I'm preaching to the choir here, but you all know this is something that is to the market's desires. The market calls the shots. So this is, less actually about really an actual transition it's more about control that's all there is to it it is entirely about control and it's at the worst possible time so we yeah they were and it came makes a great point they always complain about subsidies for oil and gas but the green agenda it is entirely safe to say is oversubsidized completely I wanted to share this headline with you. Yesterday, I had this as a quick five headline yesterday, but now there's some changes. So OPEC plus, that's OPEC and others, they were initially looking at cutting 2 million barrels a day. Just to recap, by the way, one of the Keystone, the one that they were constructing, the one Keystone pipeline that they were constructing would have added about 900,000, almost 900,000 barrels of oil per day to the world, to the market. Just FYI. So... The United States has, well, it's criticizing the Saudi-led OPEC plus decision. They're cutting oil production, not by one million barrels a day. That was what was initially discussed. Now it's two million barrels a day. A pretty big boost for Putin ahead of a European oil ban, showing, at least signaling, that whether, are they, are they just aligning with, with Russia on this? Very interesting. Oh, my gosh. Oil and gas is going to get so much more expensive. The cartel slashed the amount of oil that it ships to the global economy now officially by 2 million barrels. Karine Jean-Pierre for the White House described the decision as a mistake. And Putin was facing pressure from the West to to impose an oil price cap. And this was after you had all of these energy ministers who met in Vienna. And we were talking earlier about how they were, they're going to do some serious cuts. This is not going to be something that. And now we have it. So it is going to cause a huge price surge. There's going to be immediate pain felt in Europe, house, European households. The 13 nation OPEC and its 10 Russian led allies are going to there they've been debating they've been meeting like i said in vienna cutting two million barrels a day they said the decision is quote 
based on the uncertainty that surrounds the global economic and oil market outlooks. So oil and then the gas made from crude, that's, that's the impact of production on the, of the production cut uh, it's been reported will be limited because OPEC plus OPEC plus members are already unable to meet the quota set by the group. So they said Russia will need to find some new buyers for its oil when the EU embargo comes into force in early December. This is the EU and will presumably have to make further price concessions to do so. I I'm really oh, I'm so frustrated because this is something so easily solvable by U.S. energy. I mean, we could do this easily. Here's just I, just to, to consider this, because I'm not actually against electric or solar or wind or any of that. I'm really not. I don't like market manipulation. I'm I'm absolutely hostile to that. And if I get an EV ever, it's going to be because it goes fast and it's cool. It's not going to be because I I just don't care. I don't care all the claims about the environment because I don't believe that it's better for the environment in many re- in many ways. I think it's worse. And I don't want to give China any business for their rare earths. That said, the transition that they're wanting to force, this is just so it's so self-sabotaging, which this is why many people think that this is all I've I had a couple of um every now and then I'll get comments from conservatives that are like, I don't know if I believe the Great Reset. You know, but you even if you don't, you have to understand why people do. No one makes decisions like this, such stupid decisions, for no reason. I mean, it's Occam's razor. I, I just, what are we led to believe that they're trying to actually sabotage our, in our, our energy sustainability so that we are subservient to whoever pays, I don't know, the Bidens the most? I mean, what else are you left to believe? Because these decisions are just absolutely detrimental to national security, not just for the United States, but for our allies. We could easily offset Europe's needs, take care of our own. We have the cleanest extraction methods in the world. I have a friend um, that I went to college with, and they actually went into oil and gas. And I can't even remember. It's like a super, they're part of the um, exploration process. So they look at, they they work with... um, uh, rock and minerals and they're basically geologists and they look at all of this stuff and they work with these different uh, teams for excavation and all of this and they're part of the permitting process and my friend was saying on Facebook and they live in Oklahoma that my friend was saying on Facebook that people really one of the one of the stories that is not told that it was really indicative of American greatness is just how clean and efficient our extraction our extraction methods are. We actually, companies didn't wait to be ordered to do this by the federal government. These companies did it themselves because they realized it is, it's easier and actually more profitable to preserve the area that you're working in and keep everything nice and pristine and be as clean as possible in getting your oil and gas. And they were they were motivated to do that light years before the government was demanding that they do it. And it's one of the reasons why the United States is at the forefront of these clean methods and everybody else is playing catch up and they're they're decades behind. And that's you know, it's it's kind of sad that we don't recognize that innovation within the oil and gas industry because everybody's been brainwashed to hate oil and gas. But yet they don't realize just how much of what they use day to day actually comes from the petroleum industry. They really don't understand it's breathlessly, breathlessly clueless. 
I, I, like I said, I don't mind green tech. I don't mind any of that stuff. But if people are going to do it, it needs to be a natural, gradual shift. And it's never going to be a shift. I don't ever believe that we'll ever fully rely on it. Because oil and, oil and gas, is it replenishes. And there's so much of it. We could never use all of it to the point where we would be, we would run ourselves thin and have to, and not have it replenish at a rate that could match our consumption. It's just not going to happen. But I don't mind if people want to use alternative methods. But that should be supported by the market. People, it, it should, you need to have demand to actually help support it. And government subsidy isn't demand. Can you imagine what a better place everything would we, we'd have Europe not worried about how they're going to heat their homes or power their uh, businesses or just do anything through winter, through all of the cold months because of Europe and now OPEC. They wouldn't have to worry. OPEC with the cartel wouldn't be as powerful as it was. We could actually open some more refineries and we could I, find whatever it has to do to, to create and uh, construct and open rare earth mines here in the United States or having a partnership with other countries that have rare earth minerals and just do it naturally, gradually, so that it's self-sustaining and that it doesn't rock the market and endanger national security. It's just unrealistic what they're talking about. I don't even want to see what gas prices are going to be. I filled up, filled my car with gas the other day and I died and came back to life, died again. It's going to, it's going to, this is going to be even worse for the president. Alarm bells are just going off. They say it's clear. They, so the White House is accusing the Saudis of aligning with Putin. And this is going to be a huge blow to the administration. Speaking of which, it's Putin's fault until it's not. Audio sent by one. Peter Ducey to Jean-Pierre about those gas prices. This is a very interesting exchange. Listen. Thanks, Green. You've said the president was responsible for gas prices coming down. Is the president responsible for gas prices going up? So it's a lot more nuance than that, right? Um, Peter, what? you know this. Uh, there have been global challenges that we have all have d- dealt with. When I say all, meaning other countries as well have dealt with since the pandemic. There's been pandemic and there's been uh, Putin's war. And Putin's war uh, has uh, increased gas prices at the pump. We have seen that over the past several months. And what the president was able to do, uh, he took some historic steps when you think about the Strategic Petroleum Reserve and making sure that he, we were able to do everything that we can to bring that cost down uh, for American families, give them a little bit more of a breathing room. And we saw that. We saw that every day this summer uh, over a what? Uh, saving What? So wait a minute. I thought it was a bit more nuanced. I, uh, I, thought it was, I thought it was a bit more nuanced than that. I'm just curious. This is, it is, this is just, it's going to be a disaster. It's going to be an absolute disaster. Okay, so uh, we had Chuck Grassley when we did our midterm section. I'll have a big one for you tomorrow. I wanted to give you this headline, though. This is really depressing. And all of this ties in. 32% of adults say they have paid a bill late in the past six months. More than half of young voters say they will have a worse standard of living than their parents. And economists are warning them that the inflation is set to soar even higher. They're calling it the death of the American dream. I disagree with that. I understand that people are pessimistic about their standard of living. But do they realize that that wasn't always set to be the case? When economic policy shifts so do your chances of standard of living, whether it's an increase or decrease, that accompanies 
any kind of shift in policy. I mean, you can't carry out massive government spending, which was the first bill that also included a tax hike with Biden in his, what was it, first um, three months of his term? Their rescue, whatever. Huge, I mean, trillion dollar thing. Kicking us into inflation. Tax hike after tax hike. This is after doing everything you can to ensure that the lockdown lasted as long as possible. And then think that that's somehow going to be beneficial, not just to the economy, but to young people who are at that crucial point in their lives where it's, you know, they're out of college and now they're getting ready to start the rest of their lives and they're hit with this. This is why elections have consequences. This should be Republicans focus going into midterms. This needs to be the focus coming up. Two things. NYU students got their professor fired because his class was too hard for them. We have that, uh, some wokery, and Georgia. So you don't want to miss it. We got a lot to get into still. This week on the Federalist Radio Hour. Like there was this premise, and it was, I think, in, in some ways correct, especially during the second wave of the feminist movement, that there needed to be correctives. But that was predicated on this idea that there were essential sort of sex differences. And, and now we're actually even... I'm Emily Jashinsky of The Federalist. Subscribe to The Federalist on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. This is, oh my gosh, one of the craziest headlines I've ever read. This is from the New York Post. A British couple, they were kidnapped, killed, and then fed to crocodiles while camping in South Africa, say police. They were last heard from on February 8th. They told an employee about their plans to camp in an animal preserve. Uh, and it was a horticulture. This is like the most British couple ever. Uh, a horticulturalist, Rod Saunders, 74, and his wife, microbiologist Dr. Rachel Saunders, 74 and 63, respectively. They were camping in a forest reserve and they disappeared. And then now police say that uh, they were robbed and then kidnapped, murdered, and fed to alligator oh my gosh afraid to crocodile sorry and they have apparently four suspects and they had a search warrant i think they've already made one arrest but they're this is just a wild story and they literally went there to photograph flowers and fauna i mean i can't think of anything more innocuous than what they were doing just an awful awful story so uh, everybody and everybody I know is mad about this. EU has approved the EU has approved of a law that would force Apple to switch its iPhone charger because they have so many other things that they have solved. Right? It was passed 602 to 13. Good grief! And it requires all devices to be sold in the European Union to be equipped with the USB-C charging ports by fall 2024. And they're going to extend that to laptops by spring of 2026. They said that everything, all the mobile stuff has to have the same charging point. That's going to actually, I think, end up hurting. Yeah, that's not. They, Apple said that, and it does, it dampens innovation and it actually creates more electronic waste, which I do agree with. Uh, But they said that it applies to, I mean, everything. Not just the phones and that, but video game consoles, keyboards, portable speakers, headphones, everything. 
So that seems, again, that's big government. Tyson's is the next big food company leaving Chicago because of the rampant crime. Of course it is. This is the largest meat producer. Uh, They're relocating around 1,000 corporate positions from Chicago, uh, and they're moving it all to Springdale, Arkansas. They said we're done with the crime. So they're basically, I mean, when you read between the lines, that's what they're saying. They're done with the crime. Stick with us. We got more in store next. When you're stuck discussing politics with your friends, who's the most informed person in the group? Yep, you are. You're welcome. Listen, follow, subscribe. The Dana Show. If it comes down to issues, Warnock is just gone because he's wrong on virtually everything Georgians believe in. And he knows that, which is why he's trying to trying to drag this campaign down into the mud in the hopes that he can drown Herschel Walker in mud. You know, I talked to Herschel about this this morning and I've known Herschel a good while. Uh, I think he's a remarkable person. I think he's the most important Senate candidate in the country because he'll do more to change the Senate just by the sheer presence, by his confidence, by his deep commitment to Christ. And there you go. That's New Gingrich weighing in on Georgia. Welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here. I actually missed out on a Ray Charles bumper intro. That's what we needed. Georgia. That's what we needed. Woof. Or double went down to Georgia. Our friend Charlotte. We should, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff. Anyway, welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here. Gingrich weighing in on the whole Georgia thing. This is, again, and I just want to recap. Because I want to get back to what people are focused on, which is the economy. Democrats believe, and they have changed their platform. Remember when there used to be pro-life Democrats? They don't exist anymore. They ran them all out. And when I say they ran them all out, I mean they literally determined uh, over four years ago at the DNC that they were not going to be helping either with funding through the DSCC uh, Democratic Senatorial Campaign Committee or their congressional committee, they weren't going to be assisting pro-life Democrats because that's not their party policy. By and large, they support, and I'm not, please understand me, even if you disagree with me on the topic, what I need you to realize is that I am not exaggerating what they have co-sponsored. I have linked it. You don't even have to take my word for it. You can go to my Substack chapter and verse and you can read the bill text for yourself. You don't even have to take my word for it. This is about taxpayer-funded abortion on demand. And that's what they want. Raphael Warnock co-sponsored that bill. That was back in 2021. He co-sponsored the bill for it, along with a bunch of other Senate Democrats. This is what they're pushing for. And the crazy thing is that the majority of Americans don't support that. The majority of Americans, and by majority, I mean it's like 68%. If it, whatever poll you look at, it's well over 50 They don't believe in abortion up till birth. They don't believe in having no restrictions. They don't believe that it should be taxpayer funded. And the bill that Warnock and others co-sponsored, which was very bizarrely named, it was the Women's Reproductive Protection Act or Women's Protection Act. And they wanted to undo the Hyde Amendment. And that's a big deal if you believe, which I don't, that the Hyde Amendment actually somehow prevents They say, well, taxpayer money isn't used towards abortions, but they still receive Planned Parenthood still receives federal funds. That is inarguable. And it still helps them use the money that they have towards abortions. You see what I mean? It offsets that cash flow. I mean, this is not difficult. But Warnock in the bill, the repeal of Hyde was included. So you can't tell me that they don't want this when they had a million different Democrat senators sign on to this as co-sponsors. 
And like I said, you don't have to take my word for it. Just go to Substack. This is out of step with the majority of Americans. They don't believe this. They say that we're the freaks and we're the weirdos, but the majority of Americans, which includes Democrats, do not believe that. They think it goes too far. I mean, it's wild when Europe has stricter laws on this than we do. Europe, for crying out loud. France, home of the libertines, for the love. Now, one other point that I want to make on this issue, and I have three. It's the second. I, there is no, I don't know where people get this idea of receipts, because there are no receipts. There is no receipt that was provided that has any documentation from the woman who made the claim in the Daily Beast thing about the abortion, connecting it to Herschel Walker. She was saying that somehow the check that she had uh, made out by Walker had that it, it that it was uh, it, it was she tried to connect it to him. Apparently it was for a ma- an amount different than what she said. And it was not on a day. They couldn't confirm that it was for that. And she tried to say that he gave her a get well card afterwards but it looks like a random get well card and there's no no mention of abortion nothing i mean it's just i'm not going to rush to believe daily beast now what he has said and i'm going to play this audio here in a second what he has said is he said you know look i um well maybe i'm not going to play this because i don't like the i don't like the fights between the father and son and i think that there's more i don't know i'm sticking to this day i'm sticking to the accusations from the daily beast There is nothing that confirms this. He has said, yeah, I've slept with women, but he's adamantly going to the mat saying that this was the the thing about the abortion was was an absolute lie. Now, here's the thing. I said yesterday, and I was being facetious, maybe, was I? Mike, I don't care if he's he's all about aborting baby eagles then. Do you want to save lives or not? Because with Warnock, you're going to lose countless lives. Walker says he's going to vote against that. So you know where you're coming. You know what you got. You got that choice. It's very simple. The problem is that the left was not anticipating Republicans on playing hardball. I play hardball. I'm not going to go sugarcoat my my words to make easy people and their baby murdering. I'm not going to go make them feel better about what they're advocating for. I'm not going to make people with promiscuous behavior who have no regard for life and think that abortion is great for birth control. I'm not going to make them feel easy in their murder. I'm not going to feel people make people feel easy in their advocacy for murder. This is about Democrats wanting to control the Senate and they're trying to poison the minds of good Christian voters in Georgia by thinking, oh, you can't vote for your boy or that's a compromise of your principle. I guess if you believe the story is true and you also think that Jesus didn't come to save and there's no redemption. I guess you think that people, a flawed person can't be used to do good. Go ahead and tell the Lord that about Solitarsis. Go ahead and tell the Lord that about David. I mean, I have a million examples in the Bible. Jesus came from some of the most... Uh, people who have been involved in betrayal and murder and everything else to show a point that forgiveness and grace extends to all. What a great point that so many people are missing as they want to cherry pick the Bible. And by the way, if you do want to cherry pick the Bible, you might want to look up all of the different parts, particularly in Psalms and a million other places where God talks about knowing people before they were formed, knowing them in the womb. You can't have one part of the Bible unless you're going to have all of it. If you're going to try to cite it, as some sort and and have an appeal to authority to a Christian take all of it or none of it now to that point last thing I'm going to say is I think the the strategy and they're there we're not electing saints 
And sometimes there are no good choices. There are choices that are better than others. I kind of look, well, I look at politicians as automatons that carry out my vote. You are a vessel. I'm putting my vote in this. Go and put it in. That's how it ultimately should be viewed. You're not co-signing someone's life. You're not co-signing for everything that they believe. You're using them as the vehicle to get your agenda to where you want it to go. And you have to look at it like a chessboard. What is the best vehicle? What is the best way to do it? You got two choices. And honestly, I know I tell people I'm not going to tell you how to vote. I am going to tell you to vote, though, because I think it's cowardice not to. Too many people died for you to just kind of shrug off your responsibility. You don't vote, you don't get to complain. I, my grandfather, God rest his soul, World War II veteran, that's one of the things he would ask. If you didn't vote, he'd practically beat you to death in the front yard. He viewed it, I say that somewhat with an exaggerative, somewhat of an exaggeration, but he was, he was livid if you didn't vote. He would get so mad because he, he said, people fought and died for this and you're just going to what? Because you can't, can't make a decision? There's a decision and it's an easy one. And that's what the left is terrified of, that you're going to realize that. I had said, yeah, I want to win. I want to win power in the Senate. They do too, but they're lying about it. They act like it's a bad thing. Oh no, can you believe you wonder, this is, it's all about power. Well, duh, what do you think a, a political race is, dummy? Who wins gets to determine policy? Who wins gets to stop the subsidization of mass genocide, of genocide. That's what it is. There's no other thing to call it. Who wins gets to save lives. So you're right. It is about power. Power to defeat your agenda, which is murderous. And I make no apologies for that because it's truth. They just don't like it when you play hardball. Do not be intimidated. Do not be intimidated. Now, switching gears here. Because there's been a lot to discuss today. I tell you what. So, some wokery. I was really surprised to see this headline. I didn't really, I don't really follow it. But there's apparently a battle going on. Now, bear with me. It's at Vogue magazine. You have Anna Wintour, who is the, really the gatekeeper there. The American editor-in-chief who runs basically fashion. And then... You have Edward Innenful, who is challenging this. He's the British Vogue editor-in-chief. And he wants to make Vogue apparently genderless and everything else, which I think is such a disservice to fashion and women and men. Whereas apparently Wintour is against that. The headline is, will the king of woke kill off the queen of fashion? He wants to make Vogue genderless. She wants it to remain the style Bible for women. Interesting. And I read this piece and it was, and this was all about after British Vogue put Timothy Chalamet on the cover of there. And you might think this doesn't matter to me, but I tell you, it does set standards and it does. I never would have thought, I don't, because she's a Democrat. Anna Wintour is a hardcore lefty. But she believes in this being the style Bible for women, a place where women can go and look at clothes and look at trends and see what colors are coming up. Women, no matter how hard the times, no matter the situation they're in, this is something they will still always look at. And he wants to make it faceless, genderless, soulless. Very interesting. 
Amer- American Vogue is the pinnacle and British Vogue competes with it. But it's very interesting to see whose aesthetic is going to win here. How much power does she actually have in an era of wokery where even powerful leftist females are being toppled because they won't bend a knee? It is fascinating to watch this. I'll put this link in your email when I send this out. We have Today in Stupidity on the way as well. I want to make sure that we get to that because I also want to play here coming up before we get into Today in Stupidity this really dumb statement from one of the newest members of the Supreme Court. I don't think we have time right now because it's a very long. Yeah, yeah so we'll, we're going to break now and then I'm going to play this for you just so you can hear it when we come back in uh, because it's, it's Justice Jackson. She went after the, is it weird? She went after the 14th Amendment. It was a really weird soundbite. And um, she said that the framers did not intend it to be race neutral or race blind. It was just weird. So we'll, we'll hit that here when we, uh, when we rejoin. Listen to The Dana Show live on the Odyssey app, weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Um, I don't think we can assume that just because race is taken into account, that that necessarily creates an equal protection problem, because I understood that we looked at the history and traditions of the Constitution, at what the framers and the founders thought about. And when I drilled down to that level of analysis, it became clear to me that the framers themselves adopted uh, the Equal Protection Clause, the 14th Amendment, the 15th Amendment, in a race-conscious way. That they were, in fact, trying to ensure that people who had been discriminated against, the freedmen, um, in, during the Reconstruction period, uh, were actually uh, 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 brought equal to everyone else in the society. So I looked at the uh, report that was submitted by the Joint Committee on Reconstruction, which drafted the 14th Amendment. Um, and that report says that the entire point of the amendment was to secure rights of the freed former slaves. The legislator who introduced that said that, quote, unless the Constitution should restrain them, those states will all, I fear, keep up this discrimination and crush to death the hated freedmen. That's not, um, that's not a race-neutral or race-blind idea in terms of the remedy. And, and even more than that, um, I don't think that the historical record establishes that the founders uh, believed that race neutrality or race blindness was required. I don't know how she makes that leap. So this is uh, the newest Supreme Court Justice Jackson. These were the oral arguments in Merrill v. Milligan. And this has to do with uh, Alabama's, uh, their, their, their opening arguments in the, it's a Supreme Court case. It's a voting rights case in Alabama. And the case deals with the state legislature drawing their congressional districts against what the left usually does, which I think uh, has been described as like the racial spoils system that the left uses. Anyway, it's it, it kind of seems like there's some 1619ification happening here as it pertains to the 14th Amendment. Now, I love my Constitution, and I think you can love your Constitution and love the history of it without having to be an attorney. But what I don't understand is that to say that 
I don't know how she goes, how she made her her point and then like made the the leap to say that it didn't. What was her quote? A race neutral or race blind idea in terms of remedy. I don't even understand what remedy would she even be referring to. I just know in Plessy v. Ferguson, uh, the opinion in the Plessy v. Ferguson case, uh, it was Justice Harlan who had said that these amendments had removed the race line from our systems of government or how he said it. And then he had said that, I mean, he didn't sound as though he was, didn't sound like there was any kind of racial animosity or any, what she was alleging here. It sounded completely absent from that opinion in that case. So I think she just sounds confused. I think you get into your night, your, your CRT word salad and you confuse yourself. That's just my take. Today in Stupidity came. Uh, I think we have time to play this. Oregon Democrat believes that a meth stabilization center is what they need. Oh, they have the services they need. But I will say for Portland in particular, in addition to making Measure 110 work, we need a meth stabilization center in Portland. We need a place for cops. How does that work exactly? Yeah, I don't even know. You're unstable if you're on meth. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't make sense. Folks, that does it for us today. Sign up for the newsletter over at Chapter and Verse. Find us on YouTube and Facebook. Like and subscribe. Back with you tomorrow.